Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today with Life with Chris and Tatum. Hey, guys. We are the pastors at Life Fellowship Church here in McKinney, Texas. And every single Wednesday, we release a new podcast. So if you haven't yet, hit the subscribe button and go ahead and leave us a review. And share it out on social media. And share it, of course. Thanks for those of you that are sharing it. Uh, We're seeing lots of posts um, that you're getting the word out there, inviting your friends and family to listen. So thanks for doing that. Hundreds and hundreds of people are joining with this it's pretty really cool. community. I mean, and I love it because we're getting reports back in. People from other churches are, are are listening and it's encouraging them and it's benefiting that that local body where they're a part of. And it's an honor to speak into your life it today. It is, yeah. Okay, today I want to answer, honey, we are getting closer and closer to the month of love. And that's February. And we got a really cool message series that we're going to be yes, doing in February do. with some cool uh, cool things that I hope y'all are going to like. But our favorite four-letter word is... I want you all to know this. Is love. It's love. That's a good word. The it, best one. It's the best one. The greatest thing. First Timothy 4.12. Why don't, why don't you read it, hon? It says, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. But set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. So Paul here, he's writing to his young protege, Timothy, and he told him, he said, I want you to be Mm -hmm. an example. He didn't say, get out on social media and tell everybody, hey, I'm an example, follow me. (laughs) He didn't say, hey, get up on your soapbox and let everybody know, I'm an example, follow me. Email everybody out in the world and let them all know and run press releases and all this. I am the example. He said, said, be be the example. Be the example. And that's a big difference. Nobody wants somebody telling everybody, I'm the example and follow what I do. They want someone that is yeah. that example. Action, do it. So maybe you're listening right now and and you're thinking, man, I can't do that. I, I can't do much. I, I'm not a leader. But the truth is, I believe that with God, you can do way more. You can do a bunch more than you could have ever dreamed of. And the key is because God's with you. To be, to be, to be, to quote William uh, Shakespeare, to be, to be or not to be. That is the question. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> yes. But God's called you to be, <laughs> to be the example, <laughs> to be an example in your world with all those around. And in fact, that word example, that he wants us to be an example in the way that we love. All right? That's where I'm going with this. Okay. He wants us to be it. an example in how we love. But that's the same exact word, you ready for this? Yeah. As to copy. So when you have a copy machine in the office, you need to copy a piece of paper like this right here. When you need to copy that, it duplicates it so it's exactly the same. And he's saying, I want you to be such an example that people that hang out with you, they're able to follow 
what you're being. And that meaning that we're following Christ. So they're seeing the love in us by the way that we live because we're duplicating the love that Christ has. And you need to know today, everybody, you are a leader. You're a leader. Don't, Everyone don't... is influencing someone. That's the best way to understand it. I think we get caught up in the term leader like, I don't know what I'm leading or who I'm leading, but you're influencing someone. So there, there are friends who look to you. There are younger siblings who are watching you. There are neighbors. There are coworkers. Kids. It's influence. Your children, if you're a parent, oh when my When you goodness, like you're... things on social media, you are influencing other people. Sure, yeah. Think about it. I mean, it's as small as a thumbs up on social media. Yeah. That is giving influence. Yep. When you post something, that's giving influence. When you... You are a leader. And the Bible says that we need to be an example. Yeah, in our love. In love. And so let's talk about our favorite four-letter word here. And and before I jump into how you do this, uh, let me just clarify this. Here's what I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about the ooey-gooey, sappy, romantic, you know, love that you see in, in chick flicks. And Tatum, you like those sappy chick I do, flicks. Sometimes. I do, honey. The good ones, not the cheesy. But we're not and talking about- I am about the real- opposite. Wait, 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 wait. We need to set the record straight here. <laughs> I am completely the opposite. I need a lot of testosterone in a movie. I need muscles bulging. I need machine guns you going need off. I need action and-, and cars blowing up and bazookas mm-hmm. and missiles. In fact, did you know this? That real men never let the microwave hit zero. Stop. <laughs> no, they don't. What does that have to do with I don't know, but I was thinking it. I mean, they just can't let it hit zero. I mean, it's at one second, you got to hit stop. It's like a bomb. You got to stop it. Yeah, I've heard you say that. So I'm I'm, I'm not talking about this ooey, gap, uh, uh, gooey, sappy, romantic love. I'm talking about the love that can change the lives of those around you. Okay? So when the Bible says- yeah. Yeah, when the Bible says to love, what does that mean? Well, the Bible tells us what love is. I know, but w- when you when you think about what does it really mean to love, that that's kind of a difficult question to. To me, it means like putting others before yourself, like your their needs before your needs or their wants before your wants, because you're prioritizing what, like, what they. It's like showing love when you do something for somebody, even when it's there, it's not deserved, it's not expected, it's. There's a lot of ways. So here's what Jesus did. He boiled it down in, uh, into two commandments. I love Jesus. I love the simplicity. He said, here's what love is. He said, love God and love your neighbor. That's it. That's all that he asked us to do. Love God and love your neighbor. So let me ask this question. How do you show love to your neighbor? A.K.A., you know, maybe your family, uh, those that are without God in your life, uh, the different authorities that God has placed over you. Like, how, how, how do you do that? For me, I think love is patient. Love is kind, right? This is what love is. Mm-hmm. So how do you show that to, to your neighbor, your family, uh, those that are without God? You know, I think that encouraging people is massively important. In fact, I've said this before. Please listen to this. When you when you have an encouraging thought about somebody, don't just keep that to yourself. Tell them, Say text it. them, yeah, email them, write them. 
so needed. You can never go wrong with encouraging someone because it is really loving them. It is helping them to see something about themselves or just reminding them um, a truth, a good thing, a positive thing that you see in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, prefer them over you. How about that? That's what I was talking about earlier. That's a great way to show love is by like, honey, I know that um, you really like to go uh, whatever, eat here or shop here or whatever the preference is, even if it's not something that you personally like, but because I I love you, we're going to prefer, am I making sense? Yeah. So the, the way that I would say this it. is this, hey, give them the biggest piece of pizza. <laughs> That's real love, everybody. (laughs) Give them the biggest slice of cake. You know, give them the best seat at the restaurant. So you are preferring them over yourself. It's an act of humility and it's an act of love. How about this one? Offering offering to pray for them. That's huge. And the truth is that when you are showing love to your friends, that's when they're going to open up to you. And then that's when you're going to be able to share the Lord with them. Yeah. Because love opens that door. And I love this. You know, it's been said that he who loves, uh, who has been forgiven much, loves much. That's the truth. And the people that sometimes have had the hardest pasts and they've messed up the most are the, when God gets a hold of their life and changes them, they are like the most. People are going, man, who is that person? They got the heart of a teddy bear and they're just wrapping their arms around people and they just love people. Why? Because they've been forgiven from so much, and now it just exudes out of them, and they love so much. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that guy is a totally changed person. And there's something powerful that happened. So if you love your neighbor as your yourself, then this is the only way to act towards others. Because truth is, wouldn't you like to have the biggest slice of cake? I would if it was chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> like it... I, yeah, you, you like human to, nature is for is to want what you want, like to be selfish, right? Like our in our our flesh, human nature. But so when you think about what it is that you wanted, yeah, think about okay, that's what I want, but I'm going to do that for them. Yep, they get the biggest slice of cake. That's boiling. They it down. get to sit in the, the they have the best view at, at the restaurant. These are things that we're going going to do, and so let's break that down into when Paul said that we need to be an example in love. Let's talk about what that looks like in families. Mm. Okay. Let's talk. I think that if you can't display love at home, if if you can't let if if you can't be a light at your home with your kids, with your for those of you that are young people, with your parents, yeah. uh, with your spouse, how in the world will we ever do it out in the world? Yeah, true. It starts at home. And oftentimes it's like Sometimes it's um, it can be a harder a harder place to do it because we feel like all day long you are patient with other people, your coworkers, you're trying. So you to remember be one of the things that destroys honor is familiarity. Yes, and the root word of that is family. There you go. Yeah, and it's very easy to get dishonoring to those that are in our in that our you're families. familiar with. But if we can't with. be honoring and loving to those in our family, how can we do that for the rest of the world? So here's sure. six practical things that you can do to show that love. What's the first one? The first one is show respect and give gratitude. Have gratitude. Give it. Yeah. So it's being respectful and being grateful for 
um, your your family, who your your spouse, your kids, your parents. Um, everyone wants to be respected, and everyone loves to be appreciated. So, in a way, who's not going to love that? How about this? Watch your tone. I say it like this: that if a picture paints a thousand words, the tone is the frame that the that the yeah that your words sit in. And it's it's so important that your tone is right. In fact, your words only represent 10% of your communication. 40% is your tone. 50% is nonverbal. That's why things can get so me- messed up in a text mm-hmm. That's sometimes. That's true. Because your tone and your body language communicates, communicates 90% so of what you're actually trying yeah. to communicate. It's yeah. not just your words. Your words only represent 10%. But watch your tone. It shows, it shows love. How about this one? Blur the lines and get into their world. So I, I love it. So Tatum and I, we've kind of set up this deal in, in our marriage and how we do things, that things that are inside the house, she deals with them. This is going to sound really old school. No, but I mean, it is. It does sound okay. old school, but it's something that, yeah, that originally we, we thought, beginning. this is how we're going to do life and everyone has Anything them. outside, including our cars and cleaning them and all that. The yard that, and whatever. That's on me. Chris does that's that. my job. But what we do all the time is that we blur the lines. Yeah. Chris blurs them a little more than me because I'm not really in the yard, (laughs) (laughs) if we're honest. Uh But And we're in a totally different phase of life where we have kids who are 18 and 20 years old now. So, you know. It's easy for me because I just say, Nash, go mow the yard. (laughs) (laughs) And I was going to say, it's not so, there's not so much of like cleaning up after young kids, like when they were little. It has never been, never, where I totally do the inside of our house and it's just up to you, Tatum. It's on you. Never. No, but I'll be We've stepping in there that. and I'll be Chris vacuuming. Constantly. You know, just everything. Helps, so we, and we blur do this each together. other. We blur yeah. the line. Uh, communication. How about the sitting down? Uh, I think it's important for couples to sit down. Tatum and I try to do this at least twice a week where we sit down and we just turn some music on and we just look at each other and we just talk for about an hour. Just, What's going on? Tell me about life. What's what's ta- what's taking place? I think good communication like that shows love. Yeah. It shows that I'm giving you uh, uh, attention. This is what that we're listening to one another. And I think the same goes for those of you who have who have kids, and um, you know that we're a- approaching them and in a way that's being intentional to connect, ask how, questions. How talk. about this one? This is a great one. Tell me. Tell them that you love them. Like say yeah. it, like the words I love you should be spoken a lot in our homes. I our agree. Homes. Yeah. Whether it's With in all texts, of our family. Yeah. Whether it's in in person, whether it's in like a little note that is left yeah. somewhere. I know you used to do this when the kids were young and they went to the school, you'd pack their lunches and put in their a little note in their lunchbox. Yeah. There's so many ways now, but I think, yeah, don't, don't let it be said of you or of, of your families that they didn't hear you say, I love you. You know, I I think don't withhold that from one another. We all need to hear it. Um, And it makes such a big difference in a way that we show love is say it. Say it. Don't spray it. (laughs) Say it. (laughs) <laughs> I, don't know what that was. Uh, I don't know. I I just remember when uh a- anyways, uh, here's the here's the sixth thing that we can do. So, let me, let me just rehash these here. Show respect and give gratitude. Watch your tone, blur the lines, get into their world. Have good communication that you're not just going breezing by like two ships passing in the night. No, talk to each other. Tell them that you love them. 
with words and notes and texts. Here's the sixth one. Do something for them from time to time to let them know that they're special. That's a good one, honey. Give us an example. Oh, it's where I'll say, hey, hon, why don't you come sit down on the couch here and let me just massage your feet. Yeah. So she'll wake up in the morning and she'll have a cup of coffee. And sometimes I'll just say, hey, hon, why don't you come sit over here? And uh, He's for real. He really does that. Yeah, of course. So, I love it. How about you? Tell me one. <laughs> <laughs> I crack your back, Chris. There okay. you go. He likes it. Uh, stand on my back. Yeah. Don't tell our chiropractor. I hope he's not listening. No, but... <laughs> But, but we'll do the things uh, from time to time just to let them know that they are special. Yep. I'll surprise Tatum with little gifts sometimes, um, sometimes uh, different uh, different days out to go do different things. It's been a little bit more difficult with that through COVID and things have been shut down, but we'll do something Making for Making time, yeah. See, love Making says, time. I can't promise to fix all your problems, but I can promise you that you won't face them all alone. I'm going to say that again. I can't promise to fix all your problems, but I can promise that you won't face them yep. all alone. And I think, you know, one of the most important things we can do is show love to our family because that's our first assignment. It's very true, honey. Like our first assignment, my, my, my first assignment is not the church. My yeah. first assignment is God, but then you are my second assignment. My oh. third assignment is my kids. And parenting is a temporary assignment. Yeah. I mean, I will always be their dad, yeah. but the relationship is going to change. Definitely. Where the goal is that, you know, you're not they're not in your home for forever. Exactly. <laughs> it's temporary that time that you parent in that way and then it be- can become a more friendship type relationship, but yeah, and it's the, it's the just, I was going to say just quickly getting the priorities right. I think this is where um in again, I hate to generalize American culture, but I'm gonna in the kindest way in saying that many families misprioritize their um love um the order in which they uh what am I trying to say? That they often put their their children above their marriage for those who are married. And I'm not going to go too far down the, that trail, but just because you listed out priorities, our first love is the Lord and always has to be in this order. For those who are married, your next should be your spouse. And then what should follow is your children. And when we get the order mixed up, it messes everything up. Yeah. So you, no longer are you being an example of what love is supposed to look like when, when the kids are in the second place yeah. instead of the spouse, most divorces happen within the first five years of marriage and around year number 25. And the reason why it happens in the first five years is because those are just tough years. You're learning somebody else and you're yeah. you're just, I mean, th- those are tough. And, you know, a lot Their of times kids are, kids are starting young and, and, and yeah. you know, you're just starting off in, in, uh, in, in, uh, in the marketplace yeah. and just life is just crazy at that time. The reason why people get a divorce when they're 25 years of marriage and you and I see this happen all the time is because the kids have spun off. Yeah. And the kids have been the mom and dad's world. Yeah. Their whole Everything's married life revolved around them and you don't really know each other as a now couple. Now they're gone and now the t- the husband and wife look at each other yeah. and say I don't know you. Who are you? Who are you? Yeah. How do we do this? We haven't talked. How do we, we haven't stayed connected. How do we connect in any yeah. of that? And now it's just like we just we've just grown apart. And the truth mm-hmm. is that the kids were in we're between prioritized, them. Prioritized, yeah. 
above what was supposed to be. The, and now the children have not seen the proper example. Yeah. And so because they haven't seen the proper example, when they go out and get married, now they're going to duplicate what they saw and it's going to create more of, of the same. So like, I liked it when our kids were a little bit younger. They don't do this as much any longer because they're older. I used to love it when, they're, when you and I, we would kiss and they'd be like, ooh, that's gross. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I want them to see that. I want them to see that you and I are united together and that they actually circle around us. We're like sure. the earth and they're the moons that are, <laughs> that are like circumventing us. It's true, honey. It's and good. that's how it needs to be. Yep. And so it's massively, massively important. So let me just encourage you today. Think about how you are showing the example of love to your family. To our family. Yep. How are you responding to your husband? How are you responding to your wife? To your parents, to your children, to our family. Like do that today, everybody. Again, I can't promise to fix all your problems, but I can promise you're not going to face them all alone. And if, and if our families knew that, hey, you know what? This is always a safe place for you. In fact, yeah. let me just say one more thing. We've told our kids from, from the moment that they, we were tucking into bed, we said, listen, it doesn't matter what you guys ever do. It doesn't yeah. matter what you ever become. Um, it, it doesn't matter. You know that your mom and dad, we will always love you. There is nothing that you'll ever do that will make us stop loving you. Yeah. Kids need that. It's important that they that they don't just hear it. They believe it because they know your love is regardless. What's that statement that we heard the other night when from a wonderful couple that's in our church talking about the nest? Uh, they said, we'll always be a safety net. We wanted our kids to know you always have a place, a safe place to fall, like this net that you can fall into. When their kids graduated. And After they little, moved yeah. out. Yeah. We were talking with a couple who has grown kids and, and that was something that Chris and I left sort of saying, man, we really love how they how they um, communicated that to their like college-age kids. When you leave the home and you go off to college, you often think like, I, I can never come back or um, I'm sort of on my own now. And for us, it's important for our kids to hear that. And maybe it's something you want to share with your grown kids that, you know, this will, will always be a... a a net, a safety net for you to fall into, and because you're you, learning how to fly. Yeah, if you fall, you're not gonna you're not gonna hit the ground. We're gonna help catch you. We're gonna be here to to help you out. That was a sweet picture way uh, way of picturing it. That's so good. All right, mailbag, mailbag. We're gonna finish up the the rest of these next week. And actually, I've got some really really good nuggets of truth that we're gonna share next week. But mailbag questions. Okay. Mailbag. All right. You ready for this, honey? I and guess. again, if you have mailbag questions, why don't you email them to us at info at lifefellowship.tv? Send them in, y'all. All right. Um, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? I know this without even thinking twice. What's yours? My superpower would be that I could eat everything and anything <laughs> that I ever wanted. And I would be like extremely fit and it wouldn't affect me. And I and basically it's having like a really high metabolism and then like really good genetics. <laughs> this sounds like the most vain answer. I'm just being honest. I don't care. I would pick that over flying. <laughs> you want to walk between the walls? I want to eat everything. <laughs> 
so funny to, to me or maybe to you is that I'm serious. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I would pick that. Can I have a really high metabolism and great genetics so I can eat anything I want? That's my superpower. I'll take it. Super eater. Call me that. <laughs> <laughs> what would your outfit look like? I don't care because I'd be eating every, who cares? Because I don't care. Give me okay. whatever. Stretchy clothes because I'm going to be really fit. That's my superpower. Okay. Fit and the girl eats everything. That'd be awesome. Just everything. I'm just keeping it real. Oh, I like that. Because I like food. Let's be honest. And I haven't had carbs <laughs> or sugar in a long time. Um, all right. So. In case you don't know, when we were recording this, we were in the middle of 21 days of mm. prayer and fasting at Life Fellowship. And that's probably skewing Tatum's response. No, it's not, honey. I'm no? just saying. Okay. Even after the fast, I would pick that for my superpower. Wouldn't you? What What was your name again? What'd you call yourself? Super Eater. Super Eater. Oh my Never fear, Super Eater is here. <laughs> you walk into I the buffets and they it, say, like... you go now. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh goodness. I'm just saying. When I saw that question, I immediately thought, my superpower is I want to eat everything and it not stick with me. Oh, I love the questions that our people are throwing in. These are great. It's not very spiritual, but it's honest. So You guys are great. What's yours, Chris? Superpower. You know, I go back and forth. I have always been amazed by, I, I like the Superman deal. By that, do you mean flying, or he's also strong? And no, he's got all that. I like to have laser vision. No, you can pick one, a superpower, just... not superpowers. I only got to pick eating. I would fly. <laughs> <laughs> I would fly and eat if I could pick Wait, your two. Your superpower is eating. <laughs> it does eating, but it doesn't stick to me. Okay, but that's your. <laughs> yeah, that's a powerful superpower. It's awesome. Okay, so it would be awesome. So, so you can't be all things, Chris. Okay. Vision and flying. Pick one. Okay, Eating. So, yeah, um, I think it'd be. I think I think it would be great if I could be invincible. Meaning like, what? Like you could drive a car into me and it ain't going. That'd anywhere. be miserable. What Hold do you mean? Because you'd get hit by a car. No, I wouldn't go purposely get hit by a car. But I mean, you're saying things. Super could strength. Super strength, in other words. Oh. That, that's my superpower. I would have super strength. So you could just go like throw a car down the street? Oh, yeah. I would throw a car down the street. But why would you want to do that, honey? Why? Yeah. I could use it for the gospel. Oh, hi. No, I mean, talk about power team. Stop. I mean, it would be. What would you really do, though? Because you're still a pastor. So you're just going to, th- you're not a pastor in this world? No, I'd you're be a pastor. I'd be a strong around. one. You already, you already are. But on a, on the daily, what are you doing with this superpower? You're just real strong, but no one would know it unless you threw a car, and then you'd be in trouble. I don't know. They, they'd put me on late night shows, and I would like Ooh. bend uh, a table and just bend it in half. And they're like, "How'd you do that?" And I'd say, "It's the power of the Lord." And it, it, I like my superpower better. Yeah, I do too. I'd actually, <laughs> you actually stole mine because I've actually thought about that one before. 
maybe I should have the same superpower and you can, I can go just eat, eat together. together. There you go. <laughs> uh, okay. One last question we have today. And again, thank you so much for sending all of these in. Uh, last one. What is a television show that you are that you guys are watching? Do you guys watch television? What 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 television show do we mm -hmm. watch? That's what someone wants to know. Yeah. Well, are there any shows that you guys like watching? Currently, I am watching a show that I really like. We love this. You ready for it? I hope we're we going to say it from, the same one. Yeah, it's alone. It's we got this from Pastor Jeff the other day. He's like, "Hey, have you guys?" Seen this show. It's on Hulu. We're only watching right now the very first uh, season, but so I've heard these... there's like six seasons, okay. and it's called Alone. Alone. Go watch it. It's pretty good. So tell them the kind of the... There's 10 guys. They are up for bids for $500,000, and they get to take 10 items with them. That's the winning them. prize. I don't right. know, up for bid, but yeah. Yeah, that's the winning prize. Whoever stays the longest, and they put them out in the middle of the wilderness, mm -hmm. like the wilderness, wilderness, like in Canada, wilderness. Yeah, the season Cold. we're watching, that's where they're at. They just drop them off in... And they get to take 10 items with them. And they're all by themselves. Like there's no film crew with them. They each have their own camera. Yeah. That have they have to document all kinds of things, and then that's how they create this show. It's really and it's good. Gripping. Yeah. They're in the elements, of course. The crazy. There's wild animals everywhere. They're starving, and these people last. The ones who stay so far, they're like out there a long time, freezing. They have ten things, and they have to survive. And they go through all these emotional. Uh, barriers they plow through them and it, i mean i told tatum at first she's like chris you need to come watch this come watch this i'm like honey i don't want to watch, watch it. it here's no here's what i said here's what's going to happen there's going to be guys out in the middle of the wilderness and they're going to catch some fish they're going to eat some worms and they're going to mm -hmm. hear uh coyotes howling and they're going to go through some and they're going to cry they're going to cry and there's going to be some tough yeah, times and he was like talk i about. don't want to watch it so me and Ash i said it's it. too predictable yeah, but then he got hooked. Then I watched it. I'm like, oh, this is good. Should we watch the next one? <laughs> we don't actually watch that much TV, though, if I'm answering the question mm -hmm. and being honest. We watch Alone, yeah. And other than oh, that- Oh, there was that other one that we that we watched. It was uh, the, the World's Toughest Race. I forgot if that's really what it's called, but- we did, yeah. They so I really Fiji. like documentaries, and usually I end up luring Chris into them at some point. And so we'll watch that, and then on my when when I want to watch them, it'll be we'll rewatch all the Lord of the Rings. Have mercy, Tatum's done with them. Mm -hmm. I have to leave the room because we have seen them. But that's hundreds. what love does, isn't that right, honey? Loves love prefers, <laughs> isn't that right, sweetie? <laughs> hey, honey, doesn't. <laughs> Doesn't prefer the TV show. I do let you watch it, and then I just go somewhere else. Now, your words are telling me one thing, <laughs> but your body language right now is telling me something completely different. My body language is right here. Okay. Looking at you. Oh. How many times have I watched Lord of the Rings with you? Many. What do you? How many times do you think we've seen that? For real, a hundred or more. But here's what here's what I think is funny. When I start the show alone or the other documentary, who won't watch it with me? Ah, what are we talking about love now? But who is watching it with you now? He. Huh? Anyway. Just if I can just be with you. Oh, honey. Chris, that's yeah. not true. <laughs> hey, everyone, if you can tell, we try to keep it real and we... Uh, we really love each other, but we don't really love the same TV shows always. But we do like Alone and... The World's Toughest Race. That is was that good. what it's called? Yeah. I think so. 
Well, hey, everybody, this has been a lot of fun today. We're going to pick up the remainder of this teaching next week. Don't miss it from uh, Chris and Tatum. We hope you have a very great week. Have a good one. Bye-bye. God bless you. Bye-bye.